Welcome everyone to the Leader Next Door podcast, where we find leaders from all walks of life and find out their secret strategies for success. New episodes are released every Thursday. Sit back and enjoy the show. So um, what's been going on, man? Not much. Just uh, traveling a bunch, man. Yeah. I mean, you guys are, you, I talked to you what this weekend and you were down in, um, I, I get confused. The Midwest, it confuses the hell out of me. I don't. Yeah, I, Des Moines. Yeah. yeah, Des Moines. But that, I know Iowa. it was South. You went South. East. East. Never mind. So east. Bray, Bray school South. Katie went South, but I went East. Okay. So, oh, so you guys split up. Yeah. 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 That's, that's a good way to do it. Cause you had, um, you had a, so- a couple soccer games going on and, and whatnot. Yeah, dude, absolutely. Uh, Olivia had a tournament, so it was just her and I. And then Katie and Cameron rolled down to Springfield and uh, and watched Bray play. Yeah. So, would you consider yourself a Midwest guy? Like a God, that's sad to say. I think I would. Okay. Uh, you know, I'm rooted in California, so like I definitely have California roots. Yeah. But with a Midwest flavor. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good way to put it. I have, yeah. to, I have to say it was really fun um, when I got out this summer with Jen to, you know, my wife, to get out there um, and visit you and your family this yeah. summer. It was really cool. And it seems like we've kept in touch a little bit since then. And, um, you know, I found out you're involved in this podcast world a little bit, too, and, and so many cool things that you're involved in. And, you know, visiting Omaha, I had sor- certain visions of what it was going to be like and it was it far exceeded my expectations i must say that and and a lot of that is thanks to you for being a great host so thanks man Uh, well i appreciate that i think uh you know the timing is everything because in the summer you know omaha kind of speaks for itself it's a it's a beautiful hidden gem um it does help to have the the right oasis you know in the middle of it all but uh (laughs) but yeah if you roll back through like in february you probably wouldn't be saying that (laughs) <laughs> possibly very cold i'm assuming and yeah cold and dark and desolate yeah and just, i mean you know again you are my wife's cousin so that's kind of yeah. the connection here for those that don't know and um you know we got down there this this summer cruised around omaha on those scooters which you just those lime scooters man those are that is the coolest way to see a city i don't know if you guys have messed around cool. on those things but i mean that's it was amazing and yeah, you know, I was just in Denver last week and uh, and was able to jump on those and uh, kind of mess around a little bit. It was fun. Yeah, they're definitely fun. They're also really expensive because um, a couple times this summer when I started using them, I'm like, I'm definitely getting one of these. I'm going to commute to work, which is like 10 <laughs> miles. Not a good idea. All highway. But I was yeah. like, I can do it. I, I can make it happen. And um, I was like, that's a little out of the Jen's point. doubling your uh, life insurance policy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is that is an interesting thing. So I, I try to like, you know, have different types of leaders on the show and, yeah, um, totally. you, you know, every, everyone's, a, I, I do feel like everyone's a leader in their own way, or most people are leaders in their own little way. So a lot of times leadership is, and I don't know if you've seen this too, but oftentimes people think that there needs to be this big speech or like the guy that's motivating the team to go into battle or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah totally. it, it feels like, especially like when I think of you, Jared Wright, um, I see. I've always seen you as a, as more of like a subtle leader in the way that you are with your family, the way that you seem to be with the people you interact with, and I think that, um, 
sort of speaks volumes, but it also is like something that uh, I look at and almost want to emulate and like, wow, how does he, how, do, how is he able to do that in such a sort of like a, a smooth way? And, and do you uh, see, do yeah. you see yourself as a leader in that capacity, Jared, or when yeah, you think yeah, of leadership? I've kind of always been like a, a leader, you know, just, you know, through your friends and life, but, but the older you get, the more you kind of try to lead by example and not by you know, act, like my, I always say actions are louder than words, you know, for me. So, you know, you try to show the the way versus, you know, telling the way, but I'm, you know, I'm pretty extroverted and outgoing always, but yeah. Uh, you know, to be a, to be a good leader too, you got to surround yourself with people that, that you, you know, you want to, to be like, you want to, you know, learn from. And so I've been lucky enough to surround myself, you know, Katie included, um, you know, around some people that have really kind of taught me, you know, what that, that leader next door is. And man, and to, to compliment you real quick, it's just like, I, I, I love the podcast from the get go because it's such an important thing, man, because there's so many different types of leaders and so many different ways to lead. Yeah. It's just, uh, I mean, it's, uh, it's a really cool topic that can, can take you a lot of different ways. So, it, absolutely. Uh, few, but... I appreciate the kind words. I'm still exploring the concept. I, I like it as well. Um, you know, but even if it's going back to you for a minute, like it, even when I see you practicing, you know, your dance moves with your daughter on TikTok <laughs> yeah, or something yeah. like that, it's like you really, it seems like the values that you have are very family centered. And um, I don't know, it just seems like that is a great thing. And, and when I see it, it's, I think you can almost feel it. And and then when I, I thought I kind of knew what it was like, but then when I got to hang out with you guys this summer, I was like, wow, yeah. man, like, that's a great vibe that you, that you have created um with you your awesome wife katie and you yeah, know your kids yeah. it's really cool so uh, i appreciate that man and and uh you know it was a, a blessing to be able to hang out and, and like you said stay in touch casually talk about the podcast i mean for me you know as a as an entrepreneur that that runs a, a business that leads a team you know on the work front and then also you know try to co-lead as a as a parent on the home front, yeah. uh, you know, there's, there's a lot to, to learn and, uh, it's a very humbling experience, uh, I think, uh, as well, but, but, uh, I learned pretty quick, you know, surrounding, like I said, Katie and, and her family was a, a great stepping stone for me to really realize like, man, this is what it's supposed to be like. This is going to be, this is family, you know, and, and, uh, and it kind of, you know, allowed me to thrive in that, in that setting. I mean, we've been married 21 years now and congratulations. It's, uh, yeah. Isn't that crazy? Last, uh, couple weeks crazy. Ago, so. yeah. And so, you know, it's, it's a lot on the home front from a, a leader next door perspective. It's, uh, you know, it is a co-leader, uh, ship, uh, role like you probably <laughs> have with Jen, you oh, know, yeah. like oh, it's yeah. not, you know. It's not like the old days when you watch Leave It to Beaver, dude, and Ward rolls in and he's like, you know, gets the paper and, and he's the head dude. Well, it's not like that really at the right crib. Not at the <laughs> you know, Shields yeah. crib either. It's definitely yeah, yeah. Not. I, I know exactly the role you're, you're sitting in there, too. <laughs> yeah, so. that, yep, yep. That, we won't get into that too much. But um, listen, I'm very lucky to have your cousin as my wife. She Absolutely. Uh, you know, she's, she's done so much for me. And, you know, I don't know. Sometimes she'll ask me these tough questions in life, and um, they've made me almost like, almost get angry sometimes. But then I think about it, and I'm like, shit, like, yeah. she sees it. She she knows what I, I should be doing, or she sees something that I'm just not seeing. And it's yeah. like, so, I mean, every... Anything that, like, if I went on a job interview for your company, let's just say, and you were like, oh, yeah. you didn't know me. Tell me about your, tell me about the the things you're most proud of in your life. 
every single one of those things, it, you wouldn't know this, but it's because she pushed me to go in a certain route. Yeah. And then I just, yeah. you know, kind of like thrived in that environment or whatever, but it was always yeah. her, you know, just pushing me in a certain direction. Like, this is what you're good at. This is what you love. Do it. And yeah. I don't know, she doesn't get any credit. I mean, I give her credit. I love her and she's, yeah. she's great. But a lot of times that, you know, that relationship, like you mentioned, leave it to Beaver. It's a lot different now. It's not. It's, yeah, it's it not. It's not the same. Yeah. And I don't know if you have, you know, and, and people that are listening, like I know not everybody has a wonderful relationship, wonderful marriage, obviously right. 50% end in divorce. We know the stats, but, um, you know, our, my relationship is really nice in that, in that way. And I think yours is as well. It is it's pretty yeah. sweet. It is pretty sweet. You know, this should be this podcast should be like titled, uh, you know, the the leader next door who really is the the lady of the household. You know, <laughs> as we as we dig in and just you know pat our wives on the back, but yeah, uh, but you know, there's a there's a lot to the teamwork scene. Like you said, there's a lot of people listening that uh, that don't necessarily have that, but but you can still find. Uh, like I like I said earlier, you know, I talked about who you surround yourselves with, even yeah. you know from a, a work perspective. You know, the, For sure. I, I lead best when I, when I have support uh, yeah. around me, you know, people that you love and trust. So let me ask you a few questions about that. You say that you like, and I've heard this before with people, you know, surround yourself with great people and uh, that push you. Have you ever been surrounded by people that didn't push you and weren't so great? And what did that yeah. look like? And how did you feel? Yeah. You know, dude, uh, it's a tough one. Cause to it's get, like, you not know, to get, spot, not but. to get super deep, but sometimes I have to put myself in check that I'm not sometimes the best leader and, and put, Same. you know, and, and have that analysis to be like, man, I don't like what I'm doing right now, you know? And, and I think it takes a, a mature, and I, that's not a term that's used around me very often, a mature, <laughs> um, you know, conversation with yourself to be like, man, I'm letting myself down. I'm becoming complacent. Uh, I'm, you know, taking shortcuts and and so that that's a hard one but you know in a in the other situations where i've allowed me to settle for some partnerships and relationships that uh, that i knew it wasn't going to be um you know the rainbow at the end of the yellow brick road yeah. um it, but i still kind of settled and kind of hung on to maybe the hope and a lot of what i've learned as i progressed to, to being a leader you know like a self-proclaimed leader i'll we'll call it um is uh, is knowing that uh, you know that you can't be complacent and you know you got to be able to handle change and and feedback from others you know you got to be you got to be humble in your experiences as you progress yeah that that's a great point i mean being humble and and being able to sometimes criticize yourself and handle criticisms it, it can be tricky cuz you know the big the three letter word that everyone's scared of ego can yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, I know I have an ego, and it's something that I'm always trying to sort of like push to the back because it just gets in the way a lot. And yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think I've I think I've made progress, but you know, sometimes the way I think and feel in a situation, I'm just like, man, I wish that would, I wish I could be better, you know. And and I'm striving yeah. to. But do you ever find ego? <laughs> I mean, have you ever ex experienced ego getting in the way, and has it changed <laughs> over the years for you? Is there any evolution? Dude, uh, that is so true, man. Earlier on, like in my, you know, alpha, tough, you know, put your chest out mentality. Yeah, ego got in the way a lot for me, you know, and, uh, and it wasn't the right decisions in a lot of those uh, situations. Um, as I progress, yeah. I'm, 40, I'm 47 years old. And I think it, I've heard the saying, like, men have two lives. Your second life starts once you realize you have one. Hmm. 
And that kind of like slaps you in the face a little bit. And I'm like on that phase of realizing I only have one life. And so for me, like my, I've been able to kind of put my ego in my pocket and not, not have to use it as much. And, and to me, it, it, it shows me more of a leader now uh, to, to not have to play that card, Yeah, <laughs> you know, per se, uh, if it was even a card to play. Um, but it's, you know, now it's uh, to me, I'm a little bit more, I see more appreciation in others and, and, uh, and understanding more in others than I used to. I used to, you know, be super hard headed and one sided. And now I'm like, Oh, I get why he does that. He doesn't do that on purpose, you know, or yes. God, that's not intentional, you know, where I, before I'd be like, God, they're doing that on purpose. Like the JB effect, you know what I'm saying? You bet yeah. my dad, if you yeah. this, yeah. <laughs> or the Jeff effect, yeah. you, you, oh, your father, who am, I, who am I talking to here? But, <laughs> but yeah, it's a, it's a work in progress, man. But to me, it's like, I'm starting to figure out now as I'm, you know, almost 50, it's, yeah. it's crazy to say that, uh, you know that it's not it's not all me man it's not and to to be you know that quote unquote like i said leader you have to you have to open up the your mind and your thought and your process to to get help man and and to yeah. and to rely on others like i like i keep resorting back to absolutely and, and how do you so like you have three children and you know for me i i also have three children but i i yes. work with a lot of young children um high school level every day so yeah. I see things. Here's here's one thing. Tell me if you if this resonates with you at all. Um, I see things and behaviors, and I'm like, oh man. So why are they doing that? They, you know. But I'm like, I did that. But I'm so far removed from that. I have to try to understand it and try to accept it. And you know, I don't know. And I see stuff in my kids, and and I it's sometimes sometimes it's hard to like put myself back in their shoes because right yeah. now I'm, I'm a little older, and I'm like. Just want to quiet and relax sometimes, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, what do you totally. do? You know, so not with your household, only. No, yeah, never, uh, never. You never. made a comment a couple of podcasts ago that it took you having, you know, maybe a special needs child or someone that needs a little bit more attention to to understand, you know, in a classroom setting that I should have been better in that yes. environment, you know. And so I think, like, as a parent and as you progress, I mean. The earlier years, man, it's all physical, right? You're just rounding them up and making lunches and out going doing this stuff. And and when you progress a little bit further and they become teenagers and they start getting hormonal, it becomes a complete mental game, dude. Yeah. You know, and so that's where you have to adapt and change and be more understanding, I think, as a parent, as a leader in the in your, you know, workplace or as a teacher with your students. It's uh, you know, it's a it's a humbling experience that we all have to go through and it's not easy, yeah. you know, uh, but, but, uh, parenting is a, is a leadership role for sure. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think? I mean, I met your three kids. They're all so kind and nice and awesome and just <laughs> successful. They're, you know, you got one in college too, just super involved in, in school right now. What are, if you had to guess, if it's not just luck that they're, they're these great kids, yeah. I, I don't think that's the case. I think it's, be, you know, the way that you raise them. What do you think the keys to your successes have been that maybe other people could potentially benefit from? Yeah, there's a couple of things, man. I think like, and not to get all, you know, crazy religious or whatever, because I'm not, but faith was a big standing point for our family to have that structure, to yeah. have something to build off of. But, you know, as basic as it is, and this is just as blunt as I am, and is not to be an asshole, man. And that's what we tell our kids. Like, I don't care if you're purple, green, blue, he, she, they, them, who they, you know, I don't yeah. care. Just don't be an asshole, you know? Yeah. And like today's world we're in, it's so separated by opinion and so skewed by social media. And so like for us, it's very open in our conversation with our kids that, 
no, that's the right thing. That's not the right thing. And, and to teach them pretty quick, the life's not fair, you know, and, and you can't hang your hat on that, you know? Yeah. So you have to kind of learn to survive in those situations and, and make the right decisions, dude. And, and we've been lucky, uh, knock on wood for our kids to all kind of very, be very mature, you know, through the process so far, Yeah, you know, even with our oldest graduating, I mean, high school is a very, you know, it's kind of a trap, right? It's, yeah. it's very influential. It's very, um, you know, in your face and matter of fact, and it's a, it's a hard process. And so, you know, having a, a solid family that a lot of kids don't have and a solid, you know, foundation, uh, you know, is a, is a recipe for success, I think, in those settings. And, you know, we've been lucky enough to have that, uh, knowing that, you know, we're one of the few, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's that, there's this, uh, video I saw and it's like a bunch of people in the line that, uh, you know, and the guy's like, Hey, this is, you know, between privilege and whatever. But, you know, if you, if your parents pay your cell phone bill, take 10 steps forward, yeah. you know, if you, you know, if you ever had to worry about this and that and, you know, whatever it is, but you know, you, you realize pretty quick that you're setting that baseline for, you know, for your kids to have a, a, a better advantage than some others, you know? And for so sure. we try to create that, that like, you know, it's not fair for everyone. So this is what we have, but this is what, you know, this is what the world's like. And we're very open in that, in that world too. And I think that helps our kids, you know, understand that, you know, they're not, they're not entitled, you know, they might be spoiled a little bit, but they're not entitled, yeah. <laughs> you know, they're privileged, but, uh, but you know, just try to try to teach them to, to have a good head on their shoulders about whatever, whatever else is going on, you know? Yeah. Beautifully said. I mean, I, I, I try to think, um, I mean, there's so much, so we could get into that more, no, no, no. I wanted to think about, um, I wanted to add like, I don't understand. You have one of those jobs where I've talked to you about it several times. And if somebody asked me, Hey, what does Jared do? I would say, <laughs> I have yeah. no idea. I, and I've asked you and, and you know, I'm, I might've had a, so a beer or two, but like, could you explain how do you have a, what, it, what do you do? Cause I know you do well at it and it's, um, yeah, no, I appreciate it? that. Yeah. yeah, we, uh, yeah, exactly. We do nothing pretty much. It's, uh, <laughs> uh it's uh it's database marketing so um names and addresses so what we do is we specialize in providing data to the real estate professional market so very specific in the real estate market but our different data sets help real estate agents and real estate professionals find listings or buyers. So someone wants to sell their house or someone's looking to buy a house. We have the, the demographic and the data that allows real estate agents to go out and prospect for listing leads or selling leads. Okay. So well, it, it makes sense. Um, will yeah. individual real estate agents reach out to you or is it more of like broken? It is. Or? Yeah. So we, it is. So we have, um, we're lucky enough to have like a, a couple of influencers, so a couple of real estate coaches that have, you know, 80, 90,000 YouTube subscribers mm -hmm. that teach real estate agents to go after like for sale by owner or expired listings. Okay. Um, and then within those different data sets, like absentee owners is our flagship product. And that's like non-owner occupied. So let's say, um, you know, my parents pass away and they have a house in Virginia. I inherit that house through probate. They pass away. That's my house now, but I don't live in it. You know, so it's a non-owner occupied data is a prime market for real estate agents to go after to be like, hey, man, do you want to put that house for sale in Virginia? Because we know you live in Omaha. Understand. And so you get two addresses on the database and you kind of know where the owner lives, but then you know where that property is as well. And so that's uh, that's one of our data sets. And then we have some 
uh, like downsizers, so like baby boomers, like 70% of the transactions in the next five years, how home transactions are going to be people 65 and older, right? Okay. The, the, it's, it's all these older people. So we have a list built off of age, equity and home, knowing their master bedroom is on the second floor. Mm. And then so real estate agents are calling and building a relationship with these um, baby boomers to ask them if they want to list their property, you know, yeah. you're, you're going to help them eventually. And so they're building a rapport to ultimately get listings through our data, if that makes sense. Wow. Yeah, so a does. lot of them call it, a lot of them do direct mail through it, and a lot of them do like social media retargeting and stuff. And I mean, so you've kind of, you, you evolved into that, I'm, I'm guessing, because I know oh, you went yeah. to, you went to University of Nebraska at Omaha, right? I know Correct. you, you yep. played you football. Yep. You were on the the football team that used to be. Um, yeah, they, isn't they that sad? Man? It, right? They start getting my blood, my blood boiling. No, yeah, yeah. yeah there's a. Uh, I think they canceled football in 2011, maybe or 13, somewhere around there. And what was your playing? When were your playing years? Yeah, so I I, I played junior college football in Southern California. That's kind of where um, I, my developmental years were, like from seventh grade to 21. Uh, played junior college football and then came to to UNO, University of Nebraska, Omaha in 1996. Okay. Uh, and I had a red shirt year and I came in super out of shape. <laughs> and uh, and I roll up and you see these guys and I was like, oh my God, that guy looks like a coach. You know, he's like a grown man. And then you see a guy come out of the weight room and you're like, I'm like, oh dude, I was like partying like for the last two years, you know? Yeah. And so it was very eye-opening, and uh, and we ended up winning two out of two out of three years, two two conference championships in the North Central Conference. So that was like North Dakota State, North Dakota, Northern Colorado. Wow, um, you know some pretty pretty good uh, Division two football, you know, back in the day. And so I redshirted my first year in '96, uh, pl- played substantially in '97, and then uh, I started '98 as a center, wow. offensive lineman. Okay. One of the hogs. Yeah. And we led the nation in rushing. Uh, our quarterback was uh, was a stud. First player in Division Two to rush for 1,000, throw for 1,000. Um, you know, we were we were an option-based, you know, kind of put, you know, ram it on your throat type of offense, dude. So it was fun. That's awesome. I, yeah. I've always been sort of fascinated with um, – I remember when I first met um, – when I first met Jen, my wife, she's like, yeah. I have a cousin who plays for Nebraska. I was like, what? I was like, that's, um, what? I was like, hold on. Are you sure it's Nebraska? Because they're, you know, I'm yeah, thinking of like not. Tom Osborne and like oh, the yeah, huge, I was like, wait a minute, who is, and look, it, it, you, oh, you yeah. probably are listening to my voice saying that or thinking that, oh, you know, I was disappointed. Not at all. I just, I was surprised that she was yeah. telling, you know, and I didn't know there was a, a university of Omaha, um, or Nebraska, Omaha, Omaha, whatever yeah. you call it. Yeah. No, and we would get like two or three players from Lincoln every year, you know, that would yeah. play here and there that would, you know, would, uh, would be there. Uh, you know, Lincoln is the, that is all Nebraska has. So it's like, you know, we used to always make a, a joke, you know, back in the day when they would lose, like, you know, wives would have to be like in jeopardy. Like the, the dudes would be like, you know, domestic violence would be on the rise, you know, because Nebraska was like the town was shut down and everyone would freak out about this sport where you grow up in, you know, the East coast. And it's like, there's so much going on that you oh, don't yeah. focus on one particular thing, just like California. So it's, it's crazy. The, the Nebraska football culture, the corn husker mentality. I mean, even to this day, and they can't win a game if they tried. I think it's a curse of UNO football, but yeah, that's a whole different podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's it's very interesting. But I guess I wanted to know a little bit about. I don't know. I played football myself. But football did. Yeah, football it, did guide me to be who I am and where I'm at as a successful leader wholeheartedly. I mean, I wasn't. 
on the right path at all without football. You know, I mean, I wasn't guided. I wasn't academically structured. Um, There was never like a a school uh, influence, you know, growing up. And and it was probably just, you know, the way my, you know, my parents divorced. My mom was a young, young mom and probably didn't know the, you know, she did the best she could, didn't have a, a lot of resources and, you know, and I probably didn't want any resources by the time I, I got into, you know, those high school ages, but I, I was never challenged. I never was asked to take an SAT or ACT. Like, I don't remember, you know, even formating, you know, formatting myself to be college prep ready, you know, and I kind of have a little bit of resentment for that, you know, and I think that's what, helps me be a better parent to my own kids. Yeah. Like, and I'm not the academic advisor in the household. <laughs> that's <laughs> let's a, that's let's missing, right? right you know, but, but, uh, but I do support that and, and take it super serious, you know, and our kids are very athletic, but, but, you know, priority is academic, you know, and, and it's, yeah. <laughs> there's not, you know, the percentages are, are way against you and any other thing. And, you know, our yeah, ROI sure. for our kids in sports is, you know, let's, let's be nice. Let's work hard. You know, let's work well with others, you know, kind of thing. Just kind of what I alluded back to before. Yeah. I, I do think sports can be a magical and um, beneficial experience, all sports, but I do think that, I don't know if I will get hate for this or not, but I do think there are certain sports, not that you can't achieve these things in volleyball or something, but I, I do think the physical nature of two sports, both football and wrestling, um, yeah. put you in a different scenario than many other sports. You know, I know you can yeah. run sprints all day in soccer and field <laughs> hockey, and that's hard. Um, and you yeah. can push yourself to limits in the weight room and on the field. But I think, you know, when, when you have... Uh, it's possible that you can get paralyzed or you can get upended or pancaked or you you can do that to people as well. There's this physical nature that your head's on a swivel at all times. And, you know, if you don't do the right thing, bad things can happen sometimes. And even if you do the right thing, they also can happen. So do you, I know you were a big time wrestler back in the day too. Yeah. I, I'm wondering if like, if you attribute, you already talked about football, you know, attributing some of your yeah. successes to some of those lessons, but do you agree with that? Or do you think that it doesn't really matter as far as sports go, like which one you do? Obviously they can all be beneficial for sure. I'm not saying. No, not. totally. But dude, wrestling is that one-on-one man. It's you and that it's on you. You know, I mean, that's such a mental pre- preparation process, dude, that, you know, you probably take for granted, you know, I, yeah. I wrestled, you know, cadet and you know was successful at it in high school and i probably was a better wrestler than i was football player I just didn't have those many options yeah to continue on you know and the only thing that intrigued me to, to even go to college was sports but but yeah wrestling was uh is one of those things that like you know even talking to uh you know your boys dude and yeah, um, you know and, and, and yeah and and uh and figuring out you know the the toughness of it and the discipline, man, is is second to none. And I have some friends here that coach uh, wrestling locally, and I love it. I'll go to tournaments, like, you know, as a fly on the wall with no skin <laughs> in the game just to kind of see the, you know, get that, those feelings back of, like, man, I remember going there and sitting all day in a gym knowing that, you know, it's between you and and whoever is in your bracket, you know. And yeah. when we used to wrestle duels, dude, it wasn't like a flip of the coin of – it always ended with heavyweight and unfortunately or fortunately I was a heavyweight. So you were either going to be the zero or the hero in a close match. And yeah. there's my dogs barking. Uh, like no, I like it. no, that's, that, that's, that's <laughs> true. Um, but it is, man. It's a, uh, it's such a, it's such a disciplined, hard fought sport. I mean, even continuing on to college, it's, it's, uh, 
it's crazy as far as like the weight class and the, you know it's just a most wrestlers are i wonder statistically speaking you know uh are pretty successful hard-working individuals yeah yeah i've seen that too um and i i like especially my oldest son he's really starting to get into it this last year i mean he's always been into it but i mean like almost you know five yeah. days a week he's either lifting or six days a week you know just he's, yeah. he's on that path and i i a lot of the coaches that I that wrestled Division One or even just wrestled in college have always said like, once you wrestle at at any level in Pennsylvania high school whatever go to college like the rest of life is easy <laughs> and I don't know you know I don't know if that's necessarily true but there's something to be said for that right so no that's so funny though you you're, you, you there is something to be true with that and what I love about like the sport in itself too it's now opening up like. Nebraska finally sanctioned women's uh, girls wrestling, you know, to have yeah. uh, a state championship. And I think that's a, awesome. a pretty neat process too, you know, for those girls to be able to, uh, you know, to have that same kind of uh, environment, you know, uh, it's, it's hard, man. It's a, it's a different world. When I played football too, and to touch on what you brought back before, it's like, yeah. man, in our day, there was no, you know, targeting, <laughs> you know, no. you were, I was a pile watching machine. I probably have been flagged like uh, more than not. I didn't <laughs> miss in every other half. <laughs> it yeah. was just a different environment back then. Yeah. It's funny. No, it's a different environment for sure. Um, so like, I'm just trying to think of, um, you, you live this life, Jared, of kind of like, um, it seems like you're traveling a lot. You're sometimes at home. Sometimes you're running around, your kids are playing sports a lot. How do you, how do you manage um, getting everything done? And not that you do always get it done, but yeah. how do you balance all of that stuff? And and I know actually one of your friends, Dr. Shilcut, I talked to last week, and she talked a lot about boundaries and yeah. feeling confident about saying no sometimes. Like, it's okay to yeah. just say, look, it, not right now or or. I don't yeah. know. Did you, did you, did any of what she said resonate with you? In, it did, man. You know what? Success? Cause I don't have, I don't have very good boundaries. And that was like one of the reflective moments. Listen to your podcast, which I do all the time. Usually like when I zone out before bed, I put my headphones on and, and kind of marinate, but, but yeah, like my boundaries in, in a lot is like, I don't know how to say no. And I do take on too much and, and I do carry too much, you know, like, from a, a work perspective and even a home perspective. And eventually you're like, man, you just need to start taking care of yourself and set some boundaries that being able to say no is okay. You know, and, 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 you know, especially to your kids that I was always told no, you know, or maybe I was the one that never could get what I wanted. So when they're like, Hey, can we get this down? I'm like, yeah, let's go. And Katie's yeah. like, dude, stop that right now. You know? So boundaries is, uh, is a definitely a deficiency that uh, that's something I can grow from as, you know, trying to, to continue to be a good leader, you know? Yeah. And I keep using that term just from the, the podcast podcast perspective, but, but uh, yeah, man, it uh, it's, it's crazy. And even like some like Sasha that, you know, that's, that's saving lives. I'm selling junk mail <laughs> and she's over <laughs> there, know. you know, saving lives. And uh, you know, she's got it all put together. So, it's, you know, you definitely learn from someone like her for sure. Yeah. She's very, um, she does have it put together and, and it seems like she has a lot figured out. And I, I really got, it was a short podcast, but I really got a lot from her. And, and I talked to yeah. quite a few people that uh, listened to that episode and 
they wanted more and I'm like, oh, maybe I'll reach back out there. But she's so busy and it's like, I, know. <laughs> I was just happy to have any. I was glad that it worked out. Uh, I love the story she she told about me getting kicked out of that game because that, that was true? a true story. Man. Yeah. And so there's another uh, Tara Brackey. Uh, she's an anesthesiologist too. Our, our boys still play together, Tara and I. And it was Tara and Sasha sitting there, dude. And I, I walked up. I said one thing like, I go, he kicked the ball back. And the ref goes, you're out of there. And they were yelling so loud. I was like, <laughs> I was like me. And I had to do like the walk of shame, like in front of like 80 people. And my buddy, Dan Howard, like a good buddy of mine, like one of our parents got kicked out like two weeks prior, like doing something super obnoxious in the game. And they was like a no kick out policy, you know? <laughs> and then Dan texts uh, our coach. He's like, Hey Matt, I remember you saying this is a, this is a no tolerance policy, but Jared just got kicked out. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh. really? Like my buddy Dan just threw me right under the bus. We were dying laughing about it. It's still funny. We talk about it all the time. It's funny. That's awesome. Um, at, yeah. at any point were you, did you coach your kids kind of growing up? Or? Yeah, I did. We, it's so funny. And I think it's like, a lot of why we coach like is to help like be able to, to juggle multiple sports so like yeah. we always coach them in basketball so soccer was always a primary sport for our kids i coached them until they were like u9 you know so we coached them like six seven eight you know three years and that little kind of bunch ball soccer then they got good enough to go into like an academy kind of program but they always wanted to play you know additional sports like cameron wrestled and then um, the other two played basketball. And so Katie and I would coach, I, I created this club called the ballers <laughs> and we were like this West Omaha, you know, like soccer team that's playing basketball, but we had it going on between all the three kids for three, four years each, you know, for 12 years, we had a ballers basketball program that Katie and I coached the kids, you know, that's awesome. and, and yeah. And there's a point where some parents can become a little dangerous and, you know, somewhat cancerous, uh, over coaching your kids. We knew at the right time when it was for, you know, perfect for us to step away and, and, um, you know, kind of pass the reins. And, you know, the, that time is, you know, that ship has sailed and pretty soon the, the ship's going to be sailed that the kids don't even be in the household. You know, I mean, my youngest is a freshman now. It's like, yeah. Next thing you know, it's like on fast forward, but, but coaching our kids was a, was a unbelievably awesome experience. And that's, you know, one of the things that do you set those boundaries or not? I mean, I remember the breaking point with Cameron, you know, my, my middle son, his coach didn't put in the effort that I was coaching Brayton's team. Yeah. <laughs> and then eventually like, you know what, I'm just going to coach Cameron's team too. You know, and yeah. I, <laughs> you're just like, I'll just take care of it. And, you're probably harder on your kids than not. It wasn't like you were creating this, you know, unfair environment that that some parents do. But it was <laughs> it was something that you just kind of did to, to to help kind of manage it and make it easier because you had done it before and you had that experience doing it. What what is something you saw like uh, maybe you've you've been so you've had so many experiences with other coaches. What is something? I, I guess my question is something you saw in other coaches that you wanted to emulate, and then things that you saw in maybe some coaches that pissed you off or you knew was not right yeah for kids. anything stand out on either yeah. one i'm just, just oh curious. a lot yeah i mean geez i can go on for hours about that but <laughs> you know I, I wish sometimes i wouldn't let the passion you know i use that term passion as like you know loosely but yeah it, my fire they wouldn't get involved sometimes like you say something in the heat of the moment that you wish you could just be even keel yeah and so i learned a lot watching katie coach she coached high school soccer when she was pregnant with brayden mm, you know yeah. like girls high school soccer and so like watching her coach and how she coached was like refreshing because she was very quiet didn't really have the ego for it you know what yeah. i'm saying a lot of these coaches have these egos that that I don't really like. A lot of them are in it for the wrong reasons, dude, in some cases. And that's where I can pinpoint a coach right away 
they're in it for the kids or they're in it for their own kid or they're in it for themselves. And we've experienced all across the board and, you know, youth sports, it is pivotal dude in in an experience for a kid. And we've experienced good and bad that you have a good leader, you know, that's coaching your kids. And I think it's, you know, and the, the more athletic they get, the more toxic, toxic that environment becomes, you know, sometimes too. It's like, you know, it's a, it's a double-edged sword, I think, in that environment. But but we've seen it all, man, all across the board. It's crazy. Yeah. No, I, I man, I, I've seen, I probably haven't even seen as much as you, but I mean, some of the harshest examples that I've seen have been in wrestling, because you're, you're talking yeah. about Pennsylvania, which is arguably one of the top wrestling states, if not oh, the it's top. top two or three. Yeah, yeah for, for sure. sure. So you see these young kids being coached by their fathers and some, you know, horrific things just oh it's i mean and i'm you know there's that it's like wrestling itself teaches discipline and hard work and on top (laughs) of that you have the pressure yeah who's like grabbing it's like wwe mentality too sometimes like and that's the one of the false things for parents in wrestling they think their kid's the best one because he's maybe the most aggressive at a young age yeah you know it's like no man yeah you're right that culture is dangerous isn't it it is i mean and and one thing that i've always kind of heard about and and i've i'm starting to see with kids is like in regards to sports is like puberty is the great equalizer like once they hit puberty and all they like i coach kids in flag football and then i'll see him at like dropping john off at sky zone and i'm like you know, the kid grew a foot and a half and is Jack now. I'm like, what? You, <laughs> yeah. It's crazy, the development. And and as he, when I used to coach football too, um, I remember as a ninth grade coach, I would see kids come in and other people were saying, oh, this is the next greatest thing. He's going to be an awesome quarterback. I was like, there's no way this kid's going to be a quarterback. And they were. They were great two years later. So I, I really have improved in my life, like giving kids more credit and, and really just – being open-minded to their success. So that's something that's yeah, happening with me. Totally. Are you oh, in your basement? I am. I'm, yeah, I'm in my basement. I, I need to, it's a pretty good setup for for this, for what it is. But um, I was out there washing my car. I came running in like, shit, I almost forgot. Like, I, I, I knew it was happening. I just kind of got carried away. <laughs> yeah, no, tires. totally. Yeah. <laughs> and then do the boys uh, get a bus ride home or what? Nah, they're all different. They, they had off today. Two of them had off today. Oh, Robert should be coming in any second because he goes to that okay. private school now and oh yeah yeah so is he still doing music too yeah he's still doing music um actually shit did what was his oh his concert we probably didn't send you any video footage of that but his concert was um i want to see it oh it's it's dude he was good he was was very good good. Um, right was he really did he play like the instrument or what did he sing he just sang i'll send it to you later and you you you'll yeah i want to check it out he he started dancing up there and like really started feeling it it was it was cool he did three songs he's awesome dude i love his energy man like i uh that kid's something cool man i like him a lot yeah no that's cool and um well all three of your boys man no i i appreciate that and Actually, it's funny. We're talking about my one son, Robert, who is uh, a really interesting um, kid who's just full of energy, um, sometimes misunderstood. Um, yeah. Do you full of energy? Full, absolutely full of energy. Always dancing, um, just moving around, <laughs> singing at the I school. I love of when rock. we first met him too. The dude's dropping the Fortnite dances, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's... that makes me laugh. Like I love it. Yeah, I, I must say, actually, when we when we visited you this summer, um, it was. Um, Hold on. Bra- Who's the Lego expert? Brayden or Cameron? Cameron. Cameron. Oh, yeah, yeah, Cameron. Okay, because Brayden's at school. Okay, just... Yeah, Cameron's, Cameron's me, dude. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. He's so, a sensitive, uh, yeah, emotion. So he, yeah. He was playing with Robert, and Robert loves Legos, and I thought it was the coolest thing that... I don't know. Robert ended up leaving. When, it was like it was kind of like um, National Lampoon's Vacation when we pulled away, with like Aunt Edna on top of the roof and stuff. We, I don't want to. I don't want to compare you guys to cousin Eddie, but in the first. Oh well, yeah, dude! I gave visit, you a half filled beer and shit. And you got her. <laughs> it wasn't anything like that, but um, it kind of was. And Robert, all the whole drive, all the way out to Colorado after that, all through Colorado and then all the way home. That's all he did was play with those, all those mini figures that. Um, you know, he was gifted and, and that was such a, that was such a kind thing. And I'm like, damn, these are nice kids. Cause nobody asked him to do that. And, unless no. you did, unless you were like, no, get over no. here. I, you, you, no. you give him half of those. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's Cameron man in a nutshell. Like we, we've had multiple like parents, like it's such a cool thing to, to experience. Um, but Cam, like I'll send you this recording in a second. Cam, um, yeah, I don't need it now. Is, uh, is, uh, but people always be like, man, I want to buy stock in Cam. Like, if I could buy yeah. stock in somebody, I'd buy stock in that kid. Like, he's always has his heart open for for everyone, dude. He's he's a special dude, man. He feels things like kind of like Robert. You know, they they they're immature still, right? They're young. They yeah. don't know. Like, they can't control everything probably until they're twenty five. But yeah, but they feel uh, things a lot more, right? They feel good. They feel bad. They feel you know, excitement, they feel anxiety. Yeah. So like their, 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 their emotions are a lot more dialed in than others, dude. And, and, and yeah. it, it took me a long time to figure out, you know, that's, that was cam, you know, but, but, uh, that's... you know, parenting your kids are all different, Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and dude, it, it took a while for me to figure that out. <laughs> it was, it was really cool. I mean, that was a cool experience to see him like at that act of kindness from, a. How old is he? Thirteen or like 16, 16, sixteen? Sorry, yeah. Six, no, it's hard to gauge other people's kids, man. Yeah, I, I forget. Forget. So, I thought I, Robert was twenty-two. He <laughs> could be. It's possible. But I mean, from a sixteen-year-old to to do that without being asked, and and also yeah. the way that you specifically you treated Robert with, like you know, he can turn some people off, and and his his the way that he is, and his high energy. Sometimes, sometimes people don't know how to handle it, and you were. I don't know if you were a little like that as a kid or you kind of, whatever it was, it yeah. seemed like you had this little no, I was, uh, radar that you I, picked up on it and you knew how to, you knew how to. No, I appreciate them. that. I could relate. I could relate to those situations. Uh, it shit rolled downhill for me, dude, you know, as a kid. So yeah. like I was the youngest in a not stable environment. Yeah. So I'm sure I acted out a lot more than I remember in situations for attention or, yeah. you know, for, for maybe just, just yelling out, yeah. <laughs> you know? And, and so like, I think I, you know, it took me not long ago to, to realize like, man, I'm not good at this. Like from that moment for me as a parent where I realized I wasn't a good parent, we were at a, this is probably three or four years ago. Mm -hmm. We were at a soccer trip in Kansas city we rented a minivan for all of us to go with all five of us. One of the, you know, one time a year, all five of us go to the same event and we're in the parking lot. It's raining. The boys are in the van. I get in the van, um, and take off and we, we just start driving away and we're leaving the parking lot like five or 10 minutes later. And, uh, Bray's like, where's Olivia? And I was like, what, what are you doing? How could you guys not put Olivia? And I, I put the blame on it everyone else in the car but me yeah and it was just like a very like eye-opening parental experience as like lives like running to the van behind us and sees us driving away oh she's god. like crying i'm like oh my god dude oh my god. it wasn't that big of a deal but yeah. it was a big deal dude it was just like that punch in the face moment of 
man, I'm not very good at this, you know, blaming everyone game, you know? And so I think that was a very, you know, eye-opening experience for me as a parent to know that, dude, I'm not good. Yeah. (laughs) I could be better, you know? And and those are the conversations I'm able to have as a, you know, a leader in my company, dude, I'm not good here. I need to find someone to help me here. Like I'm trying to make those decisions in that next chapter of my life that, you can't do it all yourself, right? Yeah, and that's you know goes back to the very beginning of our conversation is yeah. you have to surround yourself with people that are going to better you, and that's you know that's what I tell my kids, you know. Yeah, you know what's funny, man? Like I'm just I'm kind of going off on a tangent here, but like we get to have these conversations and go through life, and yeah, maybe we each had our own little struggles here or there, or whatever, yeah. maybe even bigger, but just taking a look at some of the things that are going on in the world right now. Like if you look at Ukraine, I just saw an image on Twitter today where every, everyone, well actually Russia, everyone's trying to get out of Russia at this point. Like it's just there, the the road was just, uh, I don't know if you saw the image, but it was just like miles of cars and just at a standstill. And like, you know, you have this stuff going on in the world. It's we're we are lucky to, to be able to even have these moments where we could talk about our feelings and talk about leadership. It's like, it's, I feel, I feel honored to, and and it is a perspective, man. I mean, even when you go to, to downtown, wherever city you live in, dude, and see the the guy standing at the intersection asking for, for money, you know, and and a lot of people have their backs against the wall, self-induced or not, you know, we are super lucky to be where we're at. Right. You know? Yeah. I mean, I know you, go ahead. I'm sorry, Jared. No, no, you're good. No, you're good. I was just thinking, um, I wanted to talk for a minute about another piece of your life that I don't know. I'm, you grew up on the mean streets of Rancho Cucamonga, California. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah, totally. My, uh, yeah, Wheat, Wheat Ridge, Colorado till seventh grade. And then okay. yeah, Rancho Cucamonga, California. And Wheat Ridge till seventh grade. Where's Wheat Ridge? Like the closest. It's like a uh, Denver suburb. Okay. So just like little West, like kind of like golden, like, Arvada. I don't know if you've ever yeah, like Denver yeah, suburb. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so then like, seventh grade, you went out to California. Yeah. Yeah. Stepdad got a job. So like just the family of four yep. of us moved to California. Didn't really know anything about it, dude. Yeah. So I was going into seventh grade, just got done with sixth grade. And, and I was kind of an extrovert. So I was able to, to kind of jump in and, and, uh, you know, mix in pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, but, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, the total culture change, right, from Colorado to California. Well, Cal, what do you think about California now? I mean, is there any piece of you like California is one of my favorite states? I I love it. I mean, I love anytime it I visit, obviously there's different parts of it. But what is your feeling on California in general now? I love it. I do. Um, it's uh, it's not for me. I don't know anything about it anymore. You know, like yeah. since 1996. You know, like my parents moved my mom and stepdad out of California before I did. So I stayed by myself when I was a 17 year old kid Yeah, and, you know, went to junior college, worked two jobs kind of thing. But, but, uh, but I love the weather, man. I the camera and I just were in uh, California this summer and, and it just, uh, God, it puts me in a good mood. Like, yeah. I don't know why I just like it. I don't know if I want to cohabitate there, you know, for a long period of time. I think if I could afford it, I would yeah. live there maybe three months a year, but, but yeah, I, I do have like this warm fuzzy when I go to California. I love it. Well, I don't know if it was in California, Nebraska, or anywhere else you've been. You've been you've been around quite a bit, Jared. But is there somebody in your life, um, maybe one or two people that stand out as the the folks that kind of not taught you everything you know, but maybe they gave you 
the, a certain piece of advice or a certain, they taught you something through the yeah. way they were. Anyone come yeah. to mind that you, I mean, you kind of talked about Katie a little bit for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's an easy one. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, on the same lines, like her dad, um, he passed away like two and a half years ago, but okay. Mick was like, you're like all my buddies would be like, dude, you had a home run with the father-in-law. Like, yeah. Kind of like, you know, like, he, everyone would be like, are you serious? That's your father-in-law? Like, dude, I wish my father-in-law was like that. And Mick never told me what to do because I was a hard-headed guy where I'd never be like, I'd be like, dude, I'm not going to listen to you. Like, yeah. you know, you're not going to tell me what to do. But what he did is he showed you, you know, for 20-some years how to be a good husband, how to be a, a leader in his job, you know, and how to be a good grandpa and how to be a good friend, dude. Yeah. And, uh, and I learned a lot from him, yeah. That's awesome. It's funny you yeah, say that cool. because Jen's yeah. dad and mom, I feel very similar to that. Like I've, I feel blessed to have them in my life and you know, I've learned a lot from both of them for sure. Recording um, in progress. Shit. Sorry for the record. Oh, that's okay. No, don't worry about it. All right. Yeah. Go ahead. But anyway, so yeah, you, it, it's, it's a cool feeling to have dude. Yeah. It's, and it took, it took me till after Mick was gone to, to know that, God, man, that guy was so invaluable for me and who I am. You know, it's like, damn it, it kind of sucks, but, but he was one of them. Uh, yeah, I mean, even in the the work, uh, you know, I have a a couple of work, you know, peers and people that are you know influential, influential, but uh, you know, he he makes a big mark on me for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's it's I like asking that question to people because it's like sometimes yeah. it's their parents, sometimes it's a coach, yeah. sometimes it's a friend. I don't know. Yeah. And, and sometimes I feel bad if when I think about it, because it's like, it's hard to pinpoint one specific person <laughs> because there's so many people that yeah. help you along the way. Probably like, who knows, maybe it was like my sixth grade reading teacher that I don't even remember her name. That is the yeah, one that got totally. me. I don't know. It's, it's, it really is. It is. It's weird. It, it, it's an easy answer. You know, Katie's a, a big part of that. And I still have a hard time, you know, admitting that. <laughs> Yeah, you know, as, as you know, you've been been married. It, it, I I'd say it kidding around, but but yeah, I mean, those those are the easy answers. But like you said, I wish you could put your finger on that turning point as a kid to be like, man, this dude is the one that got me there. Yeah, or, you know, this yeah. is the person that believed in me. The dude that got me to Nebraska, uh, that kind of recruited me. I mean, college football, you had to send like a a VHS tape, dude, like. <laughs> I put it in the mail, like a highlight tape. I don't even know how I cut a highlight tape. Maybe I sent a game tape. But I sent it to uh, a guy named Lance Leipold, and he's now head coach of Kansas. Uh, they're 4-0, and I think ranked 23rd in the country. Wow. But he was the one that called me and was like, hey, man, why don't you come to UNO? You know, we don't have any money, but if you can earn a scholarship. And so I walked on. After that first semester, they paid for my tuition the rest of the way. But that's he amazing. was the dude that got that got me there. So, you know, you kind of think maybe Lance is yeah. the, you know, the, the, the variable of – me finding peace and happiness in Nebraska, being yeah. Katie, you know, and things happen for a reason like that, yeah. you know, like, yeah, that's, kind of that's wild. That yeah. You just, you, you really just don't know. Um, so, okay. There is one thing that I wanted to ask you here that I, it just slipped my mind that I, I usually have a pen with me and I write it down, but give me one second. <laughs> um, oh crap. Oh, so I know you have a lot of different, um, I don't know what your goals are in your life. I, I know that you've done a lot of great things and your kids are heading in the right direction. But if you were to, I don't know, can you envision the right family in, in 10 years, you know, where you where you want to be and yeah. how you're kind of, how, how are you headed there? Or do you not think like that? No, you know what, dude, the, 
lately more and more you start figuring out like gosh i'm not far from being old yeah <laughs> you know so you start having a plan of attack and being an entrepreneur like right or wrong or indifferent like i we've always kind of leaned on the the aggressive side with you know buying a you know a big house mm -hmm. and just kind of taking that like you know let's just go get it kind of mentality yeah um and you know so my dreams and my goals and what we're trying to build my company towards mm -hmm. And that five to 10 year mark is to be able to maybe sell it for some, some decent equity to be able to kind of take a step back and breathe for a minute. Yeah. Uh, maybe invest or, you know, chase the kids or grandkids around. Um, you know, I, I don't want to work much farther than 60, you know, um, 55, 60. So I better get going pretty quick. Right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, and, and uh, so a lot of my focus and a lot of like, you know, the, you know, the day in and day out, the ups and downs of, you know, being a, a business owner trying to grow a company that's you know less than two years old in a you know post-pandemic environment right um is a is a hard process a lot of work a lot of sleepless nights in a weird way but i can see that light at the end of the tunnel and that goal of where i want to be in 10 years you know uh and it's not it's not working yeah no, <laughs> you know yeah. and so if we can if we can build this up and and uh and sell it for a decent amount you know that's kind of the, the big picture goal i have and and uh, you almost want to manifest it. And I think we are, you know, yeah. <laughs> day in and day out. Uh, well, you know, you... we're working on some things that we're trying to make some changes to help that goal. But like, I don't like I I encourage my team to write down their goals every year, yeah. like both personally and professionally. You know, I set goals for myself. You know, but I do need to be better about going back and making sure I did hit them or should I hit them or yeah. you know maybe I didn't hit them. I just kind of know putting myself in check and holding myself accountable. Like I'm a bullshit artist, but I'm not going to bullshit the bullshit artist, you know? <laughs> so you have to be, hold yourself accountable at this point. Like you can't just bullshit me, you know? So yeah. knowing at the, end of the, at the end of the day, am I doing what I need to be doing to get to that end goal? You know, that's, uh, that's the work, but you know, dude, it's a, it's a wild dynamic because in, you know, five years, you know, we're going to be quote unquote empty nesters, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's just like, it's going to go crazy quick. And I look forward to that next chapter of like Katie and I being able to chill for a little bit and kind of, you know, enjoy us. Cause yeah. that's never really about us right now. You're in the heart of it with your, your three boys. Yeah. Um, it's not about you and Jen, you know, I know. maybe here and there heading to Jamaica and jumping off a cliff or two, but, <laughs> but you know, but that, know. at the end of the day, it's your priorities are your kids uh, every single moment that you, that you live. And that's the hardest job that we all have is being leaders. You know, I think yeah. the hardest job is to be, to be a parent, dude, because yeah. that's where we're broken man, in society. But, I know it is true. And it's like, I see, I don't know. I listen to a lot of people podcasts, watch YouTube videos, read books, whatever. And, you know, people have these extreme goals, you know, writing your vision boards down and going after it. And I see the time and effort they put into it. And oftentimes it comes at the expense of their children. And it's like, ugh, where are you? Are you the better leader? Because you go out and start your own, you know, third business and your sixth book and you're this and that, you know, that's why I thought it was so cool. Like Dr. Shilkut was like, focused driven but also boundaries so she can yeah. you know put the time yeah. where it's needed most and i i like how she said too if i hit my goals then i'm that my goals aren't good enough either you know, oh, i like love that too i, I love getting, that too because yeah. 
man, if you're not swinging for the friggin' fences, then why are you even swinging? You know, yeah. and uh, that was a that was a good thing that I pulled out of it. Me too. I love the one with your uh, the peer guy, the special ed teacher that you had at, uh, that you teach with. I mean, that dude was was awesome. I mean, you're doing a really good thing, Jim. Uh, oh, opening up uh, the stories for everyone because there's a lot of to be told about you know, the the leader next door, man. Like I, I'm as unorthodox as it gets. I'm tatted up to, you know, all the way down, up and down. People prejudge me all the time, but if <laughs> yeah. you if you get to know and pull back the curtain a little bit, you can maybe learn something, you know. Yeah. It's just, but that's uh, the that's great problem. Yeah, it's funny because you know the leader next door. I look down my street and I'm like, I don't know who lives there. I wonder what they do. And and it's 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 an endless path. It really is. And and you know, I try to diversify and, and meet as many new people as, as I can. And it's really cool for someone like you who's successful in life to be regurgitating things that have actually come from this uh project and that that means yeah. that yeah. It's, it's happening you know whether it's working no it's it is and i'm not ways, uh, you know dude i it takes a lot for me to to, to grab my attention to to engage to put time in. so no, I, yeah, I it, it's working dude so that's yeah awesome. hats off man i i think it's a really neat concept i think it's i think that's what we need more of the positive and more of the you know learning uh experiences uh you know, the biggest thing is to be able to know that you can learn. And that's what I love. Like for me and even in the career, maybe you as a teacher, like younger teachers coming in, yeah, younger employees coming in. I love feeding off of those guys and oh, learning yeah. from them because it's a whole new world. I'm like, yeah, this is the best thing ever. Yeah. Where I think for a long time, people were always putting up their guard to yeah. not want to learn from someone younger or anyone, you know, different. It's no, just, uh, that's true. I, I also, um, I think Jen might be home. I think, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. possibly, um, I'm picturing you right now and you know, one of your goals is whatever down the road, retire <laughs> um, at some yeah. point. And maybe there's this person, right? I don't know what it is, but it's a big deal. And you know that you have to put on your best performance with this person in this meeting. And maybe it's in a year or two from now. What are you doing 10 minutes before that happens, what are you eating? What are you drinking? What do you, what song are you listening to before you open that door? Because your future is there. I'm just curious how you would handle it. Yeah, that. I probably, I'm probably ADD, like checking my email real quick to make sure I'm nothing <laughs> pending. Uh, then I'll watch like a TikTok. I'll grab a diet Coke. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I don't put a ton of thought into it. Like we just flew to Denver last week and, and with a partnered company and we had studio space and we sat there for two hours and, you know, and did film video yeah. of uh, a podcast slash uh, commercials, you know, and, and to me, sometimes less is more, you know, like who you are is, it, I, I mean, whatever I sell or whatever I do, it's, I'm selling myself, I'm yeah. selling my story. And to me, like, that's what's going to help in today's day and age. Like, there's no more snake oil salesman anymore, dude. Like everyone else has been, you know, miffed or sold or, yeah. you know, hosed. Um, yeah. To me, the the reality is of what can you do for me and how are you going to help me? And, and if I believe in that, then, then, you know, then you're the best person for it. And, and it's as pure as it gets, man. I just, to me, it's like, if I can't do any benefit for you, then we shouldn't be having any conversation, you know, in a yeah. work environment per se. Absolutely, so yeah. for me, it's a, it's to sell myself, you know, it's who I am, dude, It's what people are drawn to and why people like me. And, and, uh, that's my strongest, uh, skill set. You know, Absolutely. I don't possess a high, high, high IQ, high quality math. I don't, I can't run a sprint unless the cops are chasing me. I'm the worst speller in the world, dude. Yeah. You know, um, I'm bald, but, uh, <laughs> but mature as shit, I can, um, you know, I can sell myself and, yeah, and, uh, and, and, 
you know, people can believe in what, what your product is and who you are, uh, you know, and, and it has been a, a leader next door from the, the very beginning of, you know, being a, a, an athlete in high school and college to, you know, starting on your career, raising a family, having your kids, being a leader for your kids, coaching your kids, you know, and then yeah. your job and then and so on, you know, and it's, uh, it's such an important thing. I mean, even as an educator for you, it's I mean, it's an everyday thing you have to be on. You yeah, know? It's, man, that's something. I, yeah, it, it really is. It's never, it there's is. never, a br- you know, it's, um, yeah. And, and, and look, we have different moods, mood swings, whatever. If you, I have a, I might come in on a Monday because the Eagles just won and I'm all pumped up, even though I didn't sleep much because the game was on late. And then, you know, it, it might be that was me last night with the Broncos. It was 11 10. Oh, that, that game was the was worst awesome. game I've ever seen. Well, <laughs> it was a good game, but yeah, they won, but Jesus. But yeah, yeah Eagles look good too, bro. Yeah, they look good. I mean, yeah, uh, you can't, you just can't jump. You, you, Week yeah, eight, well, week tonight eight or nine. it's a big matchup for your conference, dude. You oh, see yeah. Giants if, uh, the and Giants are the real deal because yeah. Dallas is not. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see. I mean, we'll we'll get an opportunity to see that. One of my friends from high school, actually, my one of my good friends who I went to high school with, I haven't talked to him too much, but he's the um, the assistant strength trainer now for the Giants. So that's kind of strange. Oh, wow. He was the yeah. head strength trainer at uh, Colorado Boulder for a few years. Oh, wow. Maryland before yes. that and then Kansas before that. So he's been – roaming around but it's fun to see him on the sidelines oh wow that's awesome during the giants games and stuff so but it is a shape so a guy uh funny small world too a guy i played football with at uno yeah he played uh tackle left tackle chris bober played seven years in the nfl played okay. for the giants he's at the game tonight uh, they're the giants flew him out and oh wow he's like doing his tour yeah he was there during 9 11 uh he played center he started two years for the giants i think and then wow. signed a deal to go for the chiefs and and then moved to offensive tackle and was kind of a yeah, you got exposed a little bit there, but yeah, that's uh, <laughs> you're going against the best athletes in the world, but but uh, yeah, yeah, it's insane. Yeah. I, yeah, I, it's um, fun. did you watch uh, on uh, what's that show called on HBO with the Detroit Lions this year? Um, no, I watched part of it, dude. Uh, okay. the Inside the Huddle or whatever it is, yeah. Hard Knocks, Hard Knocks, that's it, yeah, 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 it's, it, yeah, it's that's pretty, pretty good. Cool. I like their coach. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's Dan. Um, he's awesome. Yeah, Dan. Uh, I would say Alexander, but it's not no. Dan something. Dan. Yeah, but I he's forget. a beast, man. Uh, and they uh, they barely got beat again. I know. Uh, just the other day. they're 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 pretty close. Yeah, they're pretty close. It's fun to watch, man. I love it. I love it too. College football, high school football. I go to a lot of high school games. College NFL. soccer, dude. That's all I watch is college soccer yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what's cool is YouTube TV. Now we were at uh, Jay's baseball game yesterday and we just put our phone up on the cooler and we're watching the eagles game at the same time it's a it's Isn't a beautiful great? thing yeah. so it is a beautiful thing technology does help in some situations it can um it can <laughs> but i'll tell you what man i i wanted to thank you for you know spending some time with me today yeah. just to dig in a little bit i i mean you're you're an onion man there's a lot of a lot of layers to get through but i think maybe we could talk again sometime but uh yeah if you get past my adhd and uh my yeah. topic jumping dude but no jim no, you're like you're that. doing great things out there bro like i'm a fan from afar so very humbled to be a part of this and uh you yeah. know share my my minimal uh shrek uh layer of onion out here for everybody <laughs> but uh but no, no man it's uh it's really cool so i appreciate it no man it's uh you're somebody that i look up to and in, in many different ways and i'm i'm glad that we have a, a friendship a family whatever you want to call it it's pretty cool Damn. Um, all of the above is there yeah. any is there any um point or is there any can you promote what you do would that help at all in any way or is it such a niche thing i don't even know yeah it's so niche now but yeah no i mean 
if you're you know you're interested, you, your business uh, relies on you know marketing data, like any kind of information. So if you're you know you're looking to promote your business through like executive search or like you know different type of um, titles within a business organization or any type of consumer information, uh, hit me up. We'll we'll take care of you, uh, friends and family. But uh, but no man. Uh, just being uh, uh, able to, to talk and you know spit uh, spit our story and share some uh, some commonalities is a, is a benefit enough for me, brother. Absolutely, man. Well, tell the family I said hello, and I do hope that um, we can. I don't know. It's not every ten years that we get to see each other. No, I'll can... stay in touch with you, dude. I'll be texting you, man, and uh, keep keep pimping that uh, share group hat, and uh, <laughs> we'll uh, we'll wrap soon, and then I'll send you these uh, these files here shortly. That sounds good. That's the coolest hat that I own. Maybe the coolest article of clothing that I own. I appreciate that. It's <laughs> awesome. Well, I love Jared, it, man. Uh, th- thanks yeah, a lot, man. You, Send me those files and um, have a great night, man. You take care, bro. Take care. If you have a great mentor or leader that you would like to be considered for the show, email us at theleadernextdoor10 at gmail.com. Also, check us out on Instagram at Leader Next Door and our new YouTube channel at The Leader Next Door. And as Ralph Waldo Emerson once said, do not go where the path may lead. Go instead where there is no path and leave a trail. Have a great week, everyone.